Okay, Lady Ada, what is this? Hello, and welcome to Show and Tell. That's our half hour of fun that we do every single Wednesday. It's me, Lady Ada. With me is Phil, the camera control. We also have Pimeroni here. Special guest, double the fun, double the pleasure, yeah. double the engineer. That's right. Double, the, double the yard. <laughs> welcome uh, back. You were here a couple years back. ago on Two the years show. Ago. Almost to the day. Yeah. It was. Because there was before Maker. I looked in my past. I email. almost wore the same t shirt by mistake. And it's, it's like, like, whoa, no. Um, well, what, I mean, I don't think anyone would. But do thanks it. for joining us for Show and Tell. And then you're going to also be on Ask an Engineer. We're going to talk about all sorts of stuff. Gaming, yep. and you're hardware. Gonna be, and you're going to be showing some stuff off. Absolutely. Too, yeah. But if there's time, maybe we'll show a couple things. This is Show and Tell. Here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to kick it off with some Adafruit folks who yeah. have all sorts of stuff going on. Let's we'll start with uh, Scott. Do you want to yeah. start out? Sure. Um, I'm currently a Game Boy and a Pi badge. Um, that's what I've changed into. Yay! Uh, first and foremost, uh, if people are not using 4.0 RC3, which I released yesterday, uh, please do. Uh, we think it's going to be the next stable release of CircuitPython, so if you can find a bug for us, that would be awesome. Um, and I uh, have been moving on to doing uh, gaming stuff, so I wanted to show... I had this demo at PyCon with me, which is... Uh, the Game Boy Celeste. So if I I can actually play, I don't know how well you can see it, but the frame rate's relatively good. Yeah, um, I can see your little character. Your yeah. Character. And the Game Boy didn't have a lot of colors. <laughs> no, and I have it working on Game Boy Color too, but um, uh, yeah, that would be easier to see for sure. Passive the Matrix. Yeah, for some reason the the frame rate's actually better on the Game Boy than it is on the on on the uh, color. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that's more of a ooh, I got to the next level. Wow, um, it actually worked. <laughs> Maybe it's a little easier too because it's so slow. You can time your jumps. It definitely is easier when it's slower. Uh, I think it crashed now. Um, so I'm working on that, and then I also have the same code basically uh, running on the Pi badge as well. So if I hit uh, start, it will do the animation on the menu, and you'll see that it pulls up the map here. And so this is color. the same map. Way and, you see. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Um, so this is a full frame refresh right now. So what I'm working on is making the display stuff fast. So this consider this the benchmark for how quickly it's running right now. Okay. And then hopefully... We're going to check in with you. We'll check in next week, and it will be either too fast or just right. Um, too fast. Too fast. Uh, it's The game gets really hard if it's if it's too fast. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm working on. It's going to just get some timer action in there. Oh, double jump. There's a secret. Yeah, that There's was my, my dash. There. I don't have the uh, hair color changing yet, but we'll get there. And then yeah, there's a, this is actually in Circuit Python. All of this is people wondering: Are you? What are you running? Right, right. So I took the PQ8 version of Celeste that's written in Lua, and I ported it to Python. So which is not too uh, bad. Lua. I was actually reading about Lua. It's not that different. You're doing Lua stuff. No, it wasn't too bad. I think the the trickiest part is that PQ8 is very imperative, where it's just like when you're drawing the screen, you're just saying like draw this, draw this, draw this, draw this, draw this. When uh, the APIs that we have for CircuitPython are a lot more object oriented, so it's like yeah. this thing no, moves very, from like, frame to frame, frame this way. Yeah, it's yeah. like you draw the entire frame every every time. But I can I can get the strawberry. Get the strawberry. Ooh. All right. Next up, we're gonna check in with strawberry. No, I mean uh, paint your strawberry, Philby. 
Dragon. Oh, what yeah. are you? What are, are you do also doing graphic stuff? I am doing graphic stuff. Let me switch cameras here. Uh, did that work? Did that, oh, there. Okay, we're switched cameras. Good. Uh, last week I was showing animated gifts on the Pi Portal, and they were like doing a full screen one was it just wasn't quite there. It was it was close, but it was chunky. Um, so Lady Ada and I have been kind of tag team finding places to optimize things, and we were working in the SME card library adding DMA support. So now we've got DMA from the card and to the screen, and we're um, playing back. Uh, this is this is not a GIF. This is a video that's been pre-converted, but we can do it like super smooth, real-time, not dropping frames at 15 frames a second. So uh, read the math. That's actually as fast as you can read from the SD card. <laughs> it's right at the edge. Yeah. yeah. So um, we might be able to squeeze some uh, audio in there as well. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, or we might need to uh, change the frame rate or or uh, you know uh, letterbox the video slightly in order to get both uh, video and sound going. But uh, it's very smooth. And uh, I'm excited, you know, because a lot of people are starting to wear these as like conference badges. And so that's great. It'll be like when you go to the gas station and, you know, they're playing ads while you're pumping your gas. Yeah. Now you can have that on your conference badge. Oh, so as people talk to you, you can have all sorts of like ads for like creams and junk food and. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to the first TED Talk speaker who wears a te their TED Talk on their TED Talk. Whoa. Yeah, it's TED Talks all the way down. So <laughs> that's what we're going, and uh, maybe maybe next show and tell we'll have audio going as well. Yes, we have to we have to get to that. I think it's possible that's now that cool. way. We I think so. The, the nice thing with this video is it's uncompressed, which means it takes a long time to read, but the quality is really nice. You don't get JPEG artifacts, which we were getting, or GIF artifacts. Yeah, the colors are are very true. You don't get all the all the dithering crap. Okay. <sighs> so much dragon painting. Okay. All right, thank you. Next up, Noan Pedro. Hey, what's up, folks? Hey, guys. We got ourselves a, a pie badge as well. So this morning we did a 3D hangout. We shared our little 3D printed case that Pedro put together. To His vert. Yeah, you, you got that, yeah. Yep, so I got this version. It has little hooks on top, so you can add our very fancy Circuit Playground themed uh, lanyard there. We've got the little button inside here have space for the uh, speaker and the battery on the back. And of course, all the cutouts for all the ports, the slide switch, and uh, little ports on the back here. But I don't have the Pi badge in here because I want to show off the one that Noel <laughs> yeah. made. Yeah, so I put together the SnapFit version. So this one, uh, here I have another copy of it. This one has these like indentations on the side here to know where the snap fits are. So these clamp together, and you can kind of take them apart by pushing on these little edges here. And they open like that, so two-piece can close here. And they're printed in PLA, so they're translucent. So you kind of see the awesome silk screen uh, by Philip Burgess there, Painter Dragon. So I'm going to turn it on now. And I have this notch here that I cut out here. Uh, when you're doing snap fit features, you kind of need uh, real estate. You need some space in between the case and the edge of the PCB. So uh, when you do that, you won't have any room for your lovely USB uh, port. So I have this notch going in there. It kind of gives it a, a neat shape to it. And I've been playing with MakeCode. MakeCode is amazing. And uh, I put together this little. There, so there's these built-in tutorials, right? And they're super easy to kind of follow. Uh, so the, the point of this game is to kind of eat the straw, eat as many strawberries as you can before Adabot dies. There's a little timer up there that tells you uh, how much time you have. And it's like you know, strawberry themed. 
everybody so far. Yeah, and there's like these particle effects that are kind of going there, and that was just a one little code block that I dropped in there. And uh, I had fun making the little bloops, little arpeggios. That's my jam. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and making, so of course, artwork, too. He's going to be doing an audio-themed guide soon. Yeah. I can, can I stop? Should I stop? No. You should probably yeah. stop. We have to keep okay. going. Cool. We right, love well, working with strawberries all day. It's amazing. Go to makecode.arcade. Wait, arcade.make? It was one of those. We have we have guides. Yeah. There's links <laughs> in the description. All yeah, right. Make a, I have make a Makecode shirt. All right. Bye, guys. Right. So much. And we'll be playing the videos and more on Ask an Engineer tonight, along with, uh, I think it's the lightsaber yes. set up. Yep. All right. Next up, it's Mike Code, not Make Code. Yeah. Hi, Mike. Oh, we can't Mike, hear you. you are Your muted. mic is not on. There's a lot of. Yeah. My, yeah, hey, there yep. you go. Okay, cool. Mike is mic'd. Okay. So um, we have the, we're, we're going a little bit. Um, back to where we were, um, we all love uh, the micro bit, and I know Pimeroni, they have a lot of great micro bit products. And uh, Adafruit uh, hasn't made as many, but we have the uh, Cricut, and it's an awesome board for your micro bit or your other boards that we support. Um, but uh, we haven't had any uh, tutorials where we have. Python running on the the microbit and Cricut. So, uh, Lamore made a um, driver for um, using the Cricut and microbit in MicroPython, not CircuitPython, but MicroPython, which runs really nice on the microbit. So, I'll fire this up and try to tilt my camera to it, and you can see all the blinky. There we go. Well, yeah, you're not okay. blinking, but we're hearing real you. time. Yeah, so so uh, I've got my servo going and uh, reset my. Okay, you're going. Did I drop a ground here? That would yes, I did. So um, you don't have a ground. So real live. There we go. So there's the blinky and uh, and the um, servo. Um, it also uh, I didn't put it on. It it drives a motor too. And uh, we've got a full guide on uh, learn.adafruit.com on how you can uh, code this up. Uh, it uses the Moo editor, our favorite editor, in. Uh, micro bit mode and uh, there's some tricky stuff as far as using Moo on micro bit versus Adafruit products or or some of the other modes. So uh, the guide goes through and, and tells you uh, some of those uh, uh, tricks and techniques and gets you started uh, using MicroPython. Okay, this is, you had, you had, you've been doing so much CircuitPython and I, hopefully it was a an excursion to do it, it was a nice excursion, but uh, your your help in, in piloting was much appreciated. Yeah, I also had to like I was like, how do you upload files? Oh, there's it's weird. All right. Thank All right. you, Mike, for the guide, and we'll talk about that on the sure. show. Next up, JP. Oh, we also have mic issues. Muted. Ah no. Do you want us to come back to you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All, All right, right, Colin. We'll go to Colin and then we'll go to JP. Do you have a mic? I do. Can you hear it? Yeah. Yep. You sound good. Oh, great. Uh, so hey, there's a cat. Things. Oh yeah. 
she really does show up like when I go on the show. She wants to be seen. Uh, so yeah, anyway, uh, circuit board design. I wanted to learn KiCad. KiCad? No. KiCad? It's KiCad. Um, and I decided that I also wanted to make a keyboard actually for a while. So I wasn't sure how I was going to do that. So I'm going to make a little test keyboard first that I designed in KiCad, like a little mini one. And I was planning on using the Itsy Bitsy. So I wasn't sure what to connect where. So I made a little reconfigurable test macro board. Ooh. That looks so, like those old, you know, those old um, adding machines. Had yeah, these big yeah, chunky it, black keys. So this is a uh, Tex caps that are made to uh, re that hark back to the past of keyboards past. Nice. And if it focuses, it'll be even nicer. So yeah, so this is uh, an itsy bitsy, just wired up. You can see mine. And you did this in KiCad. KiCad, yes, <laughs> all those. And then what you actually is that the uh, the other mill? What did you use That's there? That's other mill, yeah. It wants to, yeah. Work and which kind of well. keys, which kind of keycaps did you use? The key, the key buttons. Um, these. I know you're a big connoisseur. You want to know, right? Oh, I just wanted to see your little uh, remover. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. You, you love this thing. Specialized. It's amazing. This is a stainless steel one. I love that world. Like, oh, you're gonna be doing this for like 20 hours a day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you need it to be like comfortable. Yeah, you get it. You get the joke. Yep. Um. Yep. It's it's about the weight, Miss Free. Yeah. You know? It's it's about the yeah. It feels like quality. All right. Uh, but since he did ask about these switches, uh, for us clicky key switch connoisseurs, it was a long time coming to have a good feeling clicky switch. Uh, and this is a new one that actually feels good. So we don't have to go seek out Blue Alps anymore and pay like two bucks each for them more. So that is uh, what I'm going to be developing my larger keyboard from. Hopefully. Nice. Nice. Hey, you want to take a Python? Talk to Scott uh, about that. I, you know, I was, I was going to talk to Scott about that. I will talk to Scott about that. Here goes our Scott's like, talk to me about yeah, that. Talk to the game. And board. also, you can't tell from the camera, but the board is strawberry flavored. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Don't eat it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't think you want to know. Let's go back to JP. Okay, JP, you want to. How about now? Now is great. Uh, I want to borrow that little tool and whisk like a quail egg with it. Like a very <laughs> small egg. Very small <laughs> egg whisking, Colin, if I may. omelet. And then spread strawberries on top, perhaps. You are welcome to at any time. I'll just ship it over to California for you. Thank you. That's perfect. Uh, so uh, I'm going to switch cameras because I, too, am uh, doing a thing with a pie badge. So I want to show you up close. This uh, is going to be a sort of Space Invaders-esque game. Oops, let me reset it. Wow, that's uh, exciting. You hard faulted. <laughs> uh, I'm going to unplug because it's trying to connect to my computer. There we go. Um, so you might also be able to hear, I've got some sound effects on this one. Oh, yeah. That's good. And so we're going to look on, uh, on my next guide and on the uh, show tomorrow, how to make a game like this including some things like not being able to just spam the button and throw as many missiles out there as you want. These are actually little static uh, discharges, electrostatic discharges from Sparky, the blue smoke monster, who's taking out some poor innocent IC chips. They just um, want to be friends. 
they they're not going to get to be friends because that's not how Sparky rolls, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> so we'll take a look at that, and uh, this is all done in Make Code Arcade, which continues to impress me at how uh, fun it is to develop games in it because it's super iterative and and uh, visual and graphical. So uh, we'll look at that. And uh, if I have another second, actually, I want to show a little side thing I'm doing. Uh, speaking of all these Game Boys, so this is an old uh, DS Fat, the Nintendo DS original. They call it the Fat just because it's so big and honking. And it was kind of broken, and you can see here I've taken the top screen off, and uh, I soldered a little 330-ohm resistor to the uh, backlight uh, contacts that go to the top screen so that it still behaves. And you can actually configure these to just play Game Boy Advance games, but it's a much nicer screen. Whoops, there goes the end of that game. Uh, it's a much nicer screen than the Game Boy Advance ever had so because it's backlit. So I'll turn that on. You'll see nice-ish uh, backlit screen. And by comparison, I've got a Game Boy Color here, which is basically the same reflective screen that was on the, uh, the GBA. And yeah, you can barely tell when it's on, especially if you don't have some bright light pointed at it. So I was looking at backlight kits, and it's actually quite a pain in the neck to do a backlight, but I had this old uh, Game Boy... DS or that's an interesting hack today. You just you just peel the top off and yeah, then it's not too involved. You you kind of remove a speaker out of this top case and uh, find a space for it in here and solder it down where you want it. Uh, and you can get fancier than that if you want. I'll probably remove this uh, hinge plastic here and bondo it over. Use some Sugru or something like that, or maybe even three D print a, a new top case. I don't know, but you three D printed like a, a Game Boy holder too, which is. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've I printed some games holders and uh and some stands to set stuff. So I'm going nuts with the Game Boys lately. But uh, it's just super cool that these first uh, DS and the DS Lite, which came after this, both have a GBA port on there besides the the DS port on top. So they're pretty good for this sort of thing. Unfortunately, the only game I could find is my son's Jimmy Neutron game. So I've I've put it in order for some decent Mario stuff to play on here. So okay. So that's the uh, that's the uh, Game Boy update here. And yeah, everyone's uh, got Game Boy updates. It's got it's that and strawberries. Strawberries. That's right. this the theme of the day. All right. Next up, let's check in with Lucien. Hello. Thanks for being patient. You want to unmute your mic and say hello? We can't hear you. We can see you. Sorry, I just had to find the unmute button. I'm yes. Good work. Yeah. No, so no. um, so yeah, I'm I'm just kind of a random Adafruit customer. Uh, and I wanted to show off something I've been working on, okay. which is um, this kind of horrible alarm clock uh, based off of the DS3231 uh, um, on the Adafruit store and the associated libraries. Um, so the way that this thing works is, uh, I mean, it's just a regular alarm clock, except that you attach it to your ceiling. Um, and then it has three nodes. It has this thing, which is what stores the time and goes off and has the temperature correction, so it keeps time for a really long time. Uh, then you have this node, which attaches to your door, and all of these are connected by an NRF uh, 24L01 uh, wireless system, uh, which can tell whether your door is closed or not. And then you have this other node, which is attached somewhere else in your house, like on your bathroom door. This can also tell when it's on or off, and this is also where all the, the settings are. So you can, you know, get in here and change change your hour. Uh, let's see, you know, get in here, change the the hour and the minute. Yeah. Um, you know that kind of stuff. Um, and so the way that this works is that 
the alarm goes off and it will not turn itself off until you have exited your room, closed the door, and then gone into the bathroom. Okay. So if you, you then re-enter your room. You have to be somewhere will, alive. Hmm? You have to be somewhere alive. You have to be alive. somewhere outside. And okay. if you walk back in, it will automatically turn your alarm clock back on. Oh, boy. All right. I think this is probably one of the <laughs> most un shenaniganable alarm clocks okay that exists what does your morning self think about it i hate it <laughs> i hate it a lot um but you're on time <laughs> but but i'm on time yeah so uh yeah it's just it's it's a horrible alarm clock for lazy people and okay. uh yeah just okay <laughs> yeah. whatever it, it takes man it ended up being I, I wanted to show it on show and tell. I, I came on show and tell uh, a couple months ago to show off my Spudrite typewriter. Um, and I wanted to show it off. I think I came up with this thing, like first prototype of this, like two weeks after that. And then because it's a low, it had to have all the low power code and it had to have uh, all the wireless code. It ended up taking all that time up till now to debug it. It was, right. it was unreal. Um, hopefully, hopefully you weren't staying up really late. So then you'd be extra tired in the morning, which would make it even harder to get up. Oh no, no, no. It would go off in the middle of the night. It would it would reset its own time. Oh, it, would, fun. <laughs> it was yeah, it would it would act normally for the first six hours and then it would change its own time, but only after six hours. So I had to wait six hours to get the bug to recreate itself. Yeah. It was it was a good time. It was it's a good time or overflow a, action. Okay. Well, when you're stumbling yeah. around in the morning, you'll now be able to see an as seen on show and tell sticker on one of the nodes. So email supportedatafruit.com and we will send you out a sticker and the morning version of you will regret this project. Yes, I, I, I already do every day. All right. All right. Okay. Nice work. All right. Thanks very much. All right, Aiden. Two more people or do hey. Aiden and then Adam. Adam. All right. Welcome hey back, Aiden, welcome back. Hello, thank you. So um, because uh, I'm almost finished with high school, I'm like basically done with classes and have like a lot more time uh, to pursue some like much bigger projects that I've like never really had time for before. And so the first step of one of those is here with this uh, fairly inconspicuous plastic cube. But what's Let's interesting about it is- I'm suspicious about that cube, wait. Oh, hold on. Uh, Oh, it's not moves. Moves. You were suspicious. <laughs> All right. How, How is it moving? How are you doing that? Not going straight yeah. right now, but uh, I'll get around to fixing that later. But uh, basically, yes, it's this little plastic box that drives around, and it's actually a magnetic case uh, for this robot underneath. Um, and it's a very small, compact robot. And the goal of it is to build a bunch of these, each with a different color magnetic hat. And I'm gonna connect them all together uh, with Wi-Fi because these all run on uh, the uh, Feather Huzzah uh, boards. And I'm gonna do some swarm robotics with them. So Yeah, now you're going to college. That's totally what you do in college, just making swarm bots. Exactly. You got exactly. skin on there, mesh, mesh networking. <laughs> You're done. I'm watching. Yeah, I'm watching. I want to basically build a platform to experiment with swarm robotics. And I got this pixie cam. And so I think I'm going to have a bunch of these guys, each with a different color. I'm going to yeah. track them with the pixie cam. 
and uh, coordinate their motion over Wi-Fi. You're basically you basically have your AI uh, final project done. For yeah, exactly. Computer science AI AI lab classes. Yeah. So there we go. All right. Well, have a great well, summer. Good stuff. Thanks so much. Uh, yeah, it, as you work on more things, you have more time. Come back to the show and tell Yeah, me. we miss you. I definitely will. I'll be okay, back. Right. And look at your your workshop is looking great too, by the way. Oh, it's an absolute mess right now. I know. I mean, you can tell something happening. Yeah. Good workshop is a messy workshop. All right, you should see my desk. All right, thanks. All right, All right next up, Adam. Adam play us out. And your microscopes. Hey there. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Nice. So this is actually a scope we've seen in the show and tell before. This was the one I think I showed last time I was on the show and tell um, when I was in Pennsylvania packing it up. Uh, so I've got it on the ground here in Finlay, Ohio, setting it up for a university here. Uh, I had it running earlier. I didn't quite get a beam yet. Uh, the filament was burnt out and there's a video path, pro or there's a video signal process. So I wasn't getting any images on my screen. Now the microscope is controlled by a Windows NT computer that I'm reinstalling right now. So there's a Windows 2000 disk in there because Windows NT can't do partitioning correctly. So you have to use Windows 2000 to partition, uh, which is a whole mess into itself. But this little fun setup right here, this is a very proprietary ISA card followed by a very proprietary PCI graphics card. Now this thing displays a video signal on top of the monitor, um, but Windows NT is not fast enough to display that video signal. So they take an NTSC input into this proprietary frame store and then the frame store loads that into the VGA graphics card. And the VGA graphics card overlays the NTSC signal on the part of the UI that the video is supposed to display on. Um, so if that sounds like a nightmare to get working with drivers, it is. Sounds uh, like a word. What's funny yeah. is like, you know, you'd be easier just to write the whole thing over in CircuitPython like you did with the Game Boy. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think CircuitPython quite supports SCSI at the frame at the speeds needed to operate this yeah, microscope. We support, yeah. Well, no, we do support the, the, the fat file system. It's all SCSI it underneath. Yeah. Get your, oh, you well, there, there, there might be hope. The, um, the software documentation on this thing is either non-existent or in Dutch, so uh, that's fun. Um, yeah, so this or is Dutch. <laughs> Uh, it's, the machine is made by Philips, so it makes sense. Uh, this is the car wreck on the machine. The analog circuitry on this machine, though, it, it's really nice, and I really like working on these things. Um, it's actually, it's, it's funny just how universal this machine is. There's transmission electron microscopes, but Philips is a big believer in reuse. So, like, these cards right here, the QCR cards, quad current regulators, are control the um, optics. It's literally, you'll see the same cards as on instruments built today, just because um, they make them that, that crazy universal. Um, anyways, I was hoping to have the beam up by now, but this um, Windows NT problem is throwing me for a loop. I pretty much found out that this hard drive kind of was just slightly corrupted, which was enough to throw everything off. So as time went on, the previous installation was getting worse and worse. And if you've never tried to install Windows NT on a very, very custom system, um, good. <laughs> Don't ever do it. It's awful. Uh, but So I've just been dealing with that for like three days to get this thing running with all of its custom drivers and everything. All right. Well, sending you good vibes. Yeah. And then a cool photo of the stage real quick because it is kind of cool. So it's a, a five-axis motorized stage with a well, manual tilt, but um, it's very, very large. So we can put some really massive samples underneath this thing. So this entire thing is um, next to zero backlash and like sub-micron precision. Wow. So that's a fun part of the microscope. But... I like to think they can rotate inside so you can get all sorts of different angles. That's cool. Yeah. No, and then the stage itself rotates. And then um, I can't, and uh, these parts, uh, translate to it's all all of it spring loaded so it's absolutely zero backlash uh which when you're trying to you know um have sub micron position on your stage movements uh, stuff like that's important yeah um 
All, All right. right. Yeah, good stuff. We'll keep coming back as you get this thing running. Yeah, I'll probably. Well, I'm probably I'm flying out of here next Wednesday, so I probably won't be able to make it a show until then. But okay. uh, I'll, I'll put some photos in the Discord if we're running. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Adam. All right. Yeah. All right. That's our show until for tonight. Thanks for sitting in. Well, we're going to be doing your show and tell for your stuff that you brought on the show tonight. So You um, have a full hour. Yeah, so stick around. Um, Thank you, everybody. You made this, once again, our favorite half an hour of the week. Thank you, Scott. Scott, thank thank you, Phil B. Thank you, Pedro, Pedro, Mike, Lucien, John, Colin, Sparky, Aiden, Mm. and Adam. We're here every single week. And the cursed NT install. (laughs) That's like the new uh, Harry Potter book. Yeah. Uh, Here here every single week. We'll see everybody next week, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're on the show and tell, email sportedatafruit.com and we will send you out an as seen on the show and tell sticker. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everybody. Good night. See you in a couple minutes.